Scott Lasseter is with me in the studio. We were talking during the break. <clears throat> Excuse me. That um, Lee County now is added to the list of counties without superintendents of school. That's right. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. And, and, of course, that's what my doctorate is in, and I'm, I'm in that dissertation process now. A couple chapters to go, um, and then I get to stop sending NC State money. But um, it, these jobs, I'm not sure how many listeners are aware of that, but superintendents in North Carolina work at the pleasure of the school board. School board's elected. Um, it's a job that doesn't have any any protections from, um, in other words, you don't you don't have to do anything wrong to find yourself out of a job per se. It's once you once that school board uh, decides to part ways with you, they just don't renew a contract, or they may pay out your contract, or they may terminate it. Paying out a contract's not too bad, though. No, no, but you. It, so most of our superintendents and and school administrators, just so listeners know, are hired on a two year contract initially, and then end up with a four year contract. So it's sort of like think of a of a, of a ball coach, you know, negotiating that contract and. Um, but it's it's an interesting concept because, you know, most of our superintendents are professional educators and have been in it an awful long time. Superintendent down in Lee County um, had worked for those schools uh, for, for years, uh, well over a decade. And, um, you know, our school board members generally are not professional educators. So sometimes you can imagine where the tension may come there. Right, or just some confusion at least as well because uh, the people that are within the leadership of the school system who've been in the school system forever may not understand why you know that leader is all of a sudden gone yep that's right and you know it's a it's a tough it's a tough field to be in realistically uh, the average tenure for a public school superintendent in north carolina and there's over a hundred public school units we've got a hundred counties which all operate their public school uh, local educational authorities they call them then you've got some city school districts that still exist um, so I think it's 114, somewhere above 110 different school systems out there. The average tenure for a superintendent in North Carolina is a, under three years. That's shocking. So it, uh, there's a joke out there that school superintendents are some of the highest paid migrant workers. Yeah, and for them, yeah. So does it turn into yeah. a situation where it's like, all right, I'll work here for three years. I'll work over there for three years, work there for three years. You know, I think sometimes it, it is. You know, that was a decision I made in my career that, you know, if, if I ever go that route, I want it to be at a, at a time in my career where, you know, you're close enough to retirement or you're, you're, um, you're in a position where you're not worried about you know, where your next meal is going to come from so that you can do the heavy lifting of leadership. I feel like that makes the job pretty unattractive if you feel like all the people who've gone before you only lasted three, three and a half years. I mean, that's going to weed out some good people who want to have a long career doing something they're passionate about. Sure, sure. And, you know, that's that's sort of a – there's a lot of debate out there about, you know, the school board model and model of school system governance. And I've sort of landed on on the idea that our school boards and our the way they operate, it, it may be the the worst, best system. You know, I'm not sure there's anything really better, but it is. it does have pains. And if I just feel like it's inefficient as well. Yeah, um, you know, it's a, um, it's a tough place to be, particularly every, every election year when your board changes. If you're a superintendent and you've got your direction, and, and school board members are generally instructed and not statutorily supposed to be in the day-to-day operations of schools. That's what the superintendent does. But they do set that overarching tone and, and policies and, and uh, direction. And then obviously, if you've, got a, if you've got a board that changes, it could be uh, political ideologically different. It could be 
um, educational paradigm differences. But when you have a board that changes, you know, you know that uh, your your tenure and your ability to lead that district uh, may be may be at risk. You were saying that you're on the path to possibly being able to be qualified for that role. And what what does it take for someone to all of a sudden they go from not being qualified to be a school superintendent to all of a sudden, yes, you're qualified and we can appoint you? You know, North Carolina is interesting. And, and I'll talk about sort of the traditional path and then the loophole path. As you know, there's always another wrinkle. The traditional path in North Carolina, you're, you get your bachelor's degree in education and you're qualified to be a teacher. You can get a master's degree in education um, and sort of stay in the in the teaching path or curriculum development path. Um, in my case, got a master's degree in, in school administration, and what that does is it gives you a, a principal's license, and so that's to be a school administrator. And then if you want to go to that second level or that third level, um, you get a doctorate in school administration, and actually it's it's everything but a dissertation. So technically I've got a superintendent's license now. Um, it's called an EDS in North Carolina, and that, that qualifies you to traditionally be employable by a public school board as their superintendent, and that's your certification. Now, you have all these pathways laid out, and then there's a subsection of the general statute that says, or other education and experience deemed uh, applicable or appropriate by the Board of Education. So, so they ha- can just decide, you're good. That's right. That's right. So you have both. You have both. And and the majority of our superintendents are coming up through the ranks and, and doing that traditional preparatory work. But you do sometimes, and Wake County had one in, in general, Tony Tata, um, where a board will look and say, you know what, you are really good in this industry. You may not be a professional educator, but that may not be what we need. We've got educators to handle that. What we need is somebody to run a $2 billion-plus budget and, and this massive organization. So we'll reach into this sector or that sector. Right, and we've somebody seen, who's more in the business side. That's right. That's right. So that is a debate in education, you know, what works, what doesn't. I think there's an argument to be had for both traditional and non-traditional superintendents, depending on the needs of the district. So it'll be interesting to see where Wake and, and Lee County go in their superintendent searches. Right. I mean, school systems have lots of money and employees. It, it is a strange business. It's not a business business, but it's a, it, you know, maybe you would benefit from having someone who's got more of a business background. It's a, all, all questions that uh, you don't necessarily have solid answers, but uh, one's worth questioning nonetheless.